This is the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Fur Neiman. If you're looking to generate wealth and passive income in the lucrative world of mobile home parks, you're in the right place. You'll discover solutions to the common legal and operational pitfalls and how to optimize parks to maximize income. Your host is in the trenches. He's a real estate attorney, financial analyst, and mobile home park investor and operator. Now, let's turn it over to Ferd Neiman. Welcome back, Mobile Home Park Nation. Ferd Neiman here again today with another episode of the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast. Today, I'm going to cover something that's always been kind of mysterious to me. Um, I'm not too proud to admit that I really have never known what this is, and that's the star rating. I've heard about it for years, and a couple years back, Frank Roth gave a good podcast on kind of the history of it, and you know, basically said it got discontinued because park owners quit paying to be judged. And I think there's probably some truth to that. I think part of it, also the the system start stopped being as relevant when mobile homes became less mobile, right? Because mobile homes used to be regularly moved around a little bit more like RVs or travel trailers. So kind of like today's KOG campgrounds, people wanted to know where's the best stop in Joplin, Missouri. And they would look at this guidebook. Uh, the history of it is it was really kind of came about by a company called Woodall. So it was the Woodall Rating Star System. It still exists actually for RVs and campground sites. But for MH, it was only in publication for 23 years or so. And that's been over two decades since it ceased. And why, why am I even bothering to talk about this? Not because I'm a historian, um, you know, going back to the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. No, but because it kind of, you see it in advertisements. Like brokers say, it's a three-star park, four-star park. Fannie Mae will be like, oh, you got to do this. It's got to be at least three stars here, four stars here. Freddie Mac, CMBS lenders. So that's where the stars come about. So I feel like we should probably know it. I've never really cared that much but I guess it's time for me to spend a little time here and learn about the system so I, I read through these recently and the main takeaway was holy cow uh, it's really hard to be a five-star park and it's really hard to be a four-star park and I've also had some parks that are according to these definitions which I'll go through in a minute pretty much one star maybe two star and I even got them on Fannie Mae loans so I've heard like oh it's gotta be at least three at least four and I've looked at some of those guidelines and stuff but don't tell the lender, but I've got some parks on there that are not three-star parks. Um, they're reasonable places to live, um, but they don't meet all these criteria. So it, it tells me that they're not a firm line. It's more of a guideline. And I think it also depends on other features of the park and is it mission critical to the duty to serve that HUD has imposed on these lenders. And then just, you know, geographic region of the country. I mean, you know, I've got a park in northwest Nebraska where the roads are gravel, but that's not that uncommon there because it's really cold. And asphalt does not do well with, you know, freeze-thaw. So it's kind of normal. So I think that's, and I think same thing like Denver areas and stuff, there's really nice parks that don't have concrete roads. So I'm just going to roll through these. Uh, first one's a one-star. Okay, the key criteria here is this overall appearance. Uh, according to Woodall, if it's not a decent place to live, it will not be listed in Woodall's directory. Either that or, if Frank's right, if you don't pay the fee to be judged, you're not going to directory. But So I guess with that in mind, if you've got to be a decent place to live, there are presumably lots of other parks that are below one star and don't even get any stars, and therefore they're not in the list, which I think is probably 
there might be some validity to that, which is probably why some of these standards are kind of high. One star is not that high, but as we get, go through the list, you'll see what I mean. Uh, it's rated on one star. Fair overall performance, excuse me, appearance. Uh, patios on most lots. I mean, I've had parks, with, i got a park with Fannie Mae that, that has no patios. Okay. Grass, rocks, or shell to cover the ground. Okay. Streets, fair to good. Maybe dirt, asphalt, or gravel. Restrooms clean, if any. Adequate laundry or laundromat nearby. Okay, that's showing the adequate laundry and restrooms. Okay, that's showing the old travel component of this. If fences allowed, must be neat. Mail service. Homes may be old models, but show evidence of some care. Manager available some hours of each day. Okay. Two-star park. It's all the above, all the previous items plus. So, landscaping. Some lawns and shrubs. Streets in good condition. Must be dust-free of crushed rock, gravel, or shell minimum. Neat storage. Well-equipped laundry or laundromat nearby. 220-volt electrical connections available. If children accepted, park should have play area. There are a ton of parks that don't have play area. Okay. Um, I think it's a good idea to have one. But uh, Park-free of clutter, such as old cars and other abandoned equipment. Well-maintained and managed. Okay, that's pretty subjective. Okay, now moving on to three-star. These are basically a three-star park does everything well, but not quite as well as the four or five stars. Okay, it has an attractive entrance. All mobile homes must be in good condition. That seems almost impossible in the average park. You normally have one or two homes that are just hard to get in quote good condition. Awnings and cabana rooms on some homes in the southern area. Some spaces for large mobile homes. Okay. Paved or hard surface streets. Okay, so I think that's a key one there for three stars. Getting the asphalt or concrete streets. So, so far, one to three is not that onerous. Four star, we're going to really take this thing up a notch. Good landscaping. Most homes skirted with metal skirts, concrete block, ornamental wood, or stone. Okay, I've had about 20 parks. I don't have any of them where... Most of the homes have metal skirts, concrete block, or ornamental wood or stone. Most of them have vinyl skirting. Okay? That's immediately. Paved streets, edged or curved. i got some parks like that. Those really look good. I like the curved streets, especially off-street parking. Uncrowded lots. Underground utilities. Uh, most utility tanks, if present, are concealed. Any hedges or fences must be attractive and uniform. Awnings, cabanas, or porches on most homes in southern areas, except for double-wides. Interesting. Most lots to accommodate larger homes. Where row parking of homes exist, all must be lined up uniformly. That was interesting to me because I don't really like the row parking style, the old shotgun style. I think it's kind of dumb. I like the more you know, scenic winding streets for better designed parks. Okay, a community hall and or swimming pool and or recreation program. If a park is a four-star and all, of the, all but this requirement, the four-star will be printed as an open star indicating a four-star park without recreation. Okay, so typically, if you're going to have a community hall, swimming pool, and or recreation program, you're talking bigger parks, right? So the, the, the Woodall Star system does not specifically require a certain number of lots, but practically, I don't see many 25-space mobile home parks with a swimming pool or a community hall, even 50. I mean, once you get around 100, I think that became more normal. And obviously the big parks, two, three, four, five hundred lots, they've got that kind of stuff. And then the last criterion of four-star parks is excellent management. Okay, so a couple tough ones there. Special skirting and community hall or pool. 
Those are expensive. Five Star Park. Here we go. These are the finest. They should be nearly impossible to improve. In addition to everything from Four Star, the Five Star must have a well-planned and uh, well-planned layout, spacious appearance, a good location in regard to accessibility and desirable neighborhood. In some locations, the park should be enclosed by high hedges or ornamental fence. Wide paved streets in perfect condition. Curbs or lawns edged to the street, sidewalks, street lights, and street signs. Homes set back from the street. Exceptionally attractive entrance park sign. Patios at least 8 by 30 feet, except for double wide. So apparently double wide do not need nice patio or awning. Paved off-street parking, such as carports or planned parking. That's interesting to me, to me that that's five-star. I see that in some two, three-star. All home skirted. Okay, that doesn't even make sense because in the four-stars, they'd be skirted with superior material. But here, they have to be just skirted. Who, who was this Woodall guy, anyway? Okay, all hitches concealed. Okay, why are they even allowed to have hitches on here at this point? I mean, we take hitches off in our one-star parks. Okay. Recreation. Some or all of the following. Swimming pool, shuffleboard, horseshoe pitching, golf course, hobby shop, hobby classes, games, potlucks, dances, or natural recreation facilities. Okay, this sounds like a sandals resort at this point. Okay, beautifully equipped recreation hall with kitchen, room for community gatherings, tiled restrooms. Tiled restrooms. Pretty sure my law school did not have tiled restrooms. I'm serious, did not have tiled restrooms. Okay, uniform storage shed or central storage facilities. I'm not sure that's why that's relevant, but all late model homes in excellent condition. That might even be against the zoning law or discriminatory uh, because it's kind of arbitrary. And what is the definition of late model homes? And have we ever seen a 2020 that's inferior to, say, a 2000 or a 1980? I have. At least 60% occupancy in order to judge quality of residence, which indicate uh, park's ability to maintain five-star rating between inspections. That sounds like it's set up to be subjective to discriminate based on people of X that we don't like, but I didn't write this, so. Uh, all empty lots are grassed, graveled, or otherwise well-maintained, okay? Um, by the way, if these are impossible to improve, why would we at 60% occupancy? Couldn't somebody at least improve occupancy? It sounds like that's what they're going for here. If pets or children are allowed, there must be a place for them to run and play without cluttering the streets and yards. Most five-star parks are for adults only. Yeah, I kind of, you had me at horseshoe pitching on that one. Okay, superior management interested in comfort of residence and maintenance of the park. Go back to four star. We have excellent management. Okay, so if you if you only have excellent management, you're never going to be five star. Sorry guys, you need to have superior to that, only with interest in the comfort of the residents and mains of the park. Maybe we should just stop charging rent at this point and just have like a commune. Um, anyway, there's the Woodall star system. Uh, I've never really respected it or looked into it. Like I said. After having read this, um, I'm not sure we're any smarter. Um, I'm not sure I really have that much more respect for it. Um, but there it is, right? I now know it better. As you can tell, I, I literally read these off of a website. Um, 
this will probably be the last time I do this. Um, so I guess I can check that off the bucket list. Till next time, uh, don't go slumming on those one and two star parks, but uh, people need affordable housing and we can provide that. And one and two and three star parks, in my opinion, are quality affordable housing. Four star park, that sounds like where I'd like to retire one day. Five star parks, that sounds like where Elon Musk wants to retire one day. So uh, anyway, uh, like I said in the last episode, if you guys have uh, some suggestions, maybe better than Woodall's five-star rating system, uh, feel free to shoot me a message uh, my website, mobilehomelawyer.com. If you haven't figured it out by now, well, I don't know how you found this, but anyway, it's getting late here. Bye now. You've been listening to the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Ferd Neiman. Ready to learn more? Go to www.themobilehomelawyer.com for free resources and materials to help you succeed. If you love the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, give us your review, and subscribe today. Thank you for listening. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri nor the Missouri Bar reviews nor approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements.